Welcome back to Time Sync. This is episode 157. My name is Hamza. My name's Amaldi. People didn't see, but Amaldi did some weird head jiggle right there. Listen, I can't, I don't know why I have a hard time like being high energy in front of a microphone without like moving. I can't just like sit like close to the microphone and be like, this is a Maldeep. Like super excited. You just did like, it right there. Well, that sounded so fake and authentic. That wasn't fake at all. I could tell, I could tell, internet, I, I could tell like it really came from the heart. I know this is going to be so out of date by the time people hear it, but like, have you heard of this thing called LK99? I've heard of letters and numbers, yes, but not okay. that specifically. So, we took so long to talk about this that Veritasio actually released a video about this. Really? Not specifically this, but like oh. this adjacent, which is kind of like, oh, that's a shame. Because obviously we can't compete against Veritasium, come on. But I don't know what you're basically, about. there was a, I was going to say scientific breakthrough, but there technically wasn't. There was believed to be a scientific breakthrough in terms of superconductors. Basically, there was a paper that was posted to the archive, spelled Arxiv, but pronounced archive for some reason. Why would you uh, say the, that, Maldi? Why would you say that? Listen, it bothers me. I don't Makes like it. Makes you sound like Anyways. a noob, dude. Like, oh, like, okay, it's, it's, it's spelled, how's it spelled? R- A-R-X-I-V. R. Yeah, A-R-X-I-V, but it's pronounced archive. But why, though? That's it. Oh, because, all... no, 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 okay, it, it is, it, I, I got it. I figured out the joke. It's because the Greek letter chi is, it's an X. If you look at the Greek letter chi, it's an X. So it's it's A R chi V E, archive. Now can you wanna that's like, that's actually kind of funny now. Now that I piece that together. All right, whatever makes you happy. Anyways, so someone posted the and for those who don't know, there's just like a website that's like dedicated to just like publishing scientific papers before they're published, essentially. Or even after the publish, it's supposed to be like the name suggests an archive of all scientific papers. Yeah. Some that are or aren't peer reviewed. And one was posted that suggested that they had found a superconductor, a room temperature, ambient atmosphere, whatever it's called. Superconductor, which is a big deal. No, no, no. What if is a superconductor? Super, okay, superconductor is a thing that conducts electricity so well, it's basically lossless, effectively. What so is the difference between a superconductor and a normal semiconductor? Or a, a regular conductor. Sure. And the difference is, when you basically, when you pump electricity through a wire, it takes energy to push, basically. There's a resistance in the wire. And so you have to waste energy just pushing the electricity alone. So you lose some of the energy efficiency of that. Superconductors, like the same name suggests, are super good at conducting. So much so that they're basically considered effectively lossless. I guess effective is a bit too strong. But for most people, you can imagine them as lossless. So it takes no energy to push electricity through it. It just goes. It just glides through the wire, basically. So my question is, these are con- so this is all about conducting. I thought it was. A- I th- actually thought it was competing against semiconductors. So you're saying no, this no, is just no. a better conductor? Yeah, no. Semiconductors are like a whole other beast. No, this is just purely like the, the wire that carries electricity along. Oh, okay. There are also some other properties. Like if you've ever seen videos of superconductors before, you can you you the most common demo because it's the one that's the most sci-fi and therefore the most coolest looking is the one where you put a magnet above a superconductor, and the magnet like it levitates, it hovers, it stays there perfectly in place. I mean, which is uh, that I've seen that many times before, even without superconductors. So I don't know. Are you sure? 
You sure it wasn't a superconductor? I guess it could have been, but I mean, it's not that impressive. I mean, what about like maglev trains and stuff? That's not. Yeah, that's not. Right, uh, I don't know. Using I don't superconductors. Know. I don't know. Although they said that once a, once a good superconductor exists, most realistically they would use those for maglev trains and stuff because they're just so much more. They're better at it. Like for maglev, you have to actually apply energy to get to, like to create the magnetic fields to cause that to happen. Whereas the superconductors, it's more of like a natural occurrence. Like a superconductor on its own is enough. Hell no. I need to search that. Anyway, I want to search that up. But why is it called superconductor? Why isn't it just called conductors? But they're just better. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just a better it super material. sounds cooler. It's not like a buzzword, it's... you know? They're just they're shifting it to like... I mean, uh, sure. Here's a material yeah. that's a better conductor. Done. It's a super... It's because it's superconductor because the, res- the resistivity is considered zero. And like, you can't get better than that. That's the most efficient you can make a wire. So it's so good. It's almost mythical. You know, superman to man. Superconductor to conductor. So basically, this paper came out and people were like, oh my God, they found it. Because the big deal is that you can make superconductors, but they either require super low temperatures or super high pressures. So you can't just like put them in a room. They can't just be in a room. You have to like either freeze the room or put it like in a high pressure environment. Like relatively recently, as in like in the last 10 to 15 years, they found what was called a high temperature superconductor. But the definition of high temperature is liquid nitrogen. Like, that's considered high temperature by superconductor I standards. Even, I don't even know what that means. You know what liquid nitrogen is? I mean, I know what liquid nitrogen is, but you said high temperature. Usually, expect, like, a temperature, not an, not, not like a chemical. Like, like it's, it's like, it's like the definition oh. of the definition of food is plastics. Like, I, mean, I don't even know what, what are you talking about. Like, I was expecting, like, a kind of a temperature, right, when you say temperature? I forget the exact number, unfortunately. That's the thing. But, like, if you've ever seen video of liquid nitrogen, you know how cold liquid nitrogen is, yes? Like, the fact that it can, like, freeze things, like, almost instantly? Yeah, liquid nitrogen is cold, yes. Yeah, liquid nitrogen is cold. That's considered high temperature by superconductor standards. That's how how low the temperatures typically are. The liquid nitrogen, by comparison, is considered high temperature. Okay. So, like, you know, hundreds of degrees below freezing is considered high temperature. So, the fact that these people have claimed to have found a room temperature one, that you can just, like, leave it in a room that's cold enough, is a super big deal. And then, like, there were so many news articles about this. Like, so many. I don't, for some reason, I didn't see anything. I'm so, this is what blew my mind, is that you didn't see any of this, which I wish I was you. I don't know. Where did you see these news articles? Like, was there a specific, like, subreddit or, like... I actually don't remember. I just think it's one of those things that I just saw it, like, generally everywhere. Everywhere? Well, like, I saw it on YouTube. I saw YouTube thumbnails about it. I saw Reddit posts about it, obviously. I saw discussion about it, like, on Tumblr, which is weird, because that's not a place that you would think would have that kind of discussion, but I saw people mentioning it here and there. I never used Tumblr. Okay, so so what's the catch here? What's the trade-off? The trade-off is uh, it doesn't exist. So everything, I guess, is a trade-off. (laughs) <laughs> what the heck? The whole time you're hyping it up, saying all these crazy things about it. Very, no, wait a minute. Very Tyson did a video on this. Yeah, and the entire video is just him talking about how uh, journalists shouldn't be trusted when it comes to science. Are you serious? That's like the entire video is just him talking. It's him talking to other scientists who all agree that the way the news, because of the incentives and motivations of news in the modern age, you just shouldn't trust it when it comes to what is actually happening in the science. But scientists tend to like. Because of scientists need funding, and the most realistic way to get funding is by being on the news about the thing you're working on. Now scientists are kind of being pressured by that same incentive to like over glamorize what they're working on, 
That's what the entire Veritasium video is about. <laughs> Rising scientists look clickbaiting. You'll never guess what our lab yeah. discovered. Or uh, you'll never guess the, the, the worst properties of diamond or whatever. Like, I don't know. Wait, so it doesn't, it just and straight up doesn't exist? It just straight up doesn't exist. Like, I'm so disappointed. People, the thing is, it was, the reason it was such a big deal was because one, it came from a lab that didn't really specialize in superconductors, which is already kind of like, hmm, like it could happen, right? Theoretically, uh, some other scientists could just stumble across the right formula by accident. Yeah, sure. They don't have to be the leading scientists in the field of superconductivity. And the method to make it was also really simple. Like the way you actually combine the chemicals and process them to the superconductor were also surprisingly simple, which once again is like, didn't necessarily have to be a super complex process. It could be like someone could have stumbled upon the right combination of variables to create the stuff. But then the thing is, it was so simple to make that people started making them. And like, I want to say immediately, but it wasn't immediate because people were like, oh, maybe we just made it wrong. Or maybe the instructions left a step out or something, blah, blah. But People were trying to make it and they couldn't get it to work. I don't understand this. Like, I, I really don't get it. Like, I was talking, to, I was talking to like a coworker, and I was like, "We're talking about we're actually talking specifically about research, and it was about mm-hmm. like AI ethics, whatever." But it doesn't really matter the topic. But I was asking like, couldn't someone publish a paper? And uh, like most papers don't don't also publish their code, right? So they they don't you don't have any source code for their paper. Yeah. So someone publishes a paper with the results saying they did amazing, like they're like state of the art model. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. So how do we know they're not just lying? Because you know they could just be saying whatever, and then. But the thing he told me, like, well, the reality is, if they're doing really well, people are going to try to reproduce that. Someone will write the code for that. Someone will try it out, and then they'll find out that oh, it's not actually performing that well. And, but if you if you're gonna go through all the effort to lie and publish a paper, people are for sure going to find out that's fake, and your name is just gonna be defamed. Like I don't even get the the purpose of doing that in the first place. Exactly, yeah. So then that brings us to the next part, which is the to me kind of interesting too as well. Which was like, why, why, why all this, right? Like, why did you even publish this paper? That was like, dig, uh, uh, being as nice to them as possible. Maybe they thought that it actually did work. Like, they genuinely believed it was a superconductor. Why not do it again to double check? It's not peer reviewed, probably. Like, why not just peer reviewed? Yeah, you know? this one isn't peer reviewed. This is the, like I said, it was just posted on the archive, just put out there. That's it. And apparently what happened was one of the scientists who's like the main paper that people use is like the, the main paper is actually the second one that was published Yeah. because the first one was published by a scientist on the team who was fired four months ago and just like, I guess, r- rushed to write a paper and throw it out so they could get the credit for it. So I guess mm. they thought it was real. And if they, cause they got fired, they thought they wouldn't be credited on the actual paper. So they kind of rushed to put it out. And then I guess the official team was like, oh shoot. Now this is like the paper that everyone's going to look at. So then they quickly wrote up a paper in English because like this is a Korean team and the, the original paper was actually in Korean. But they quickly threw it together in English and threw that on the archive as a, to replace the first one. But that second paper, was it still saying that superconductors are a thing? The second paper is the one that people took as like the serious one. Oh, okay. The first one people discovered like after the fact, ironically, was they discovered when they started investigating like why did these scientists put out a paper that was so blatantly wrong. And the reason why was because they found out, oh, this guy who was fired four months beforehand had put out the paper immediately, like, shortly after being fired as a way to like, just kind of like undercut them. And so they have, they were forced to like quickly throw out a paper to you know, take back the limelight. And then the end, it just blew up in their face, everyone's faces basically, because they all turned out to be fake and wrong. Both papers. 
Yeah, the original paper. They're both talking about the same research. It was just that the that person who got fired wrote one by himself and put it out, and then threw their name on it too, which is kind of weird. Like I, I don't know. I guess I, I thought he was gonna steal the credit to steal all the credit, but no, I guess he put out their name too, and they followed it up with a second one. The second one got a lot of traction, which is the main one that got traction, and that one was the one that people used to like recreate the experiments to feel realize it's all fake. It's all nonsense. These days, research is usually done in like teams anyway, so it's we kind of sus just seeing that one guy's name on there. But even That's besides true. that, like, I don't understand why they would do this if it doesn't work. Like, they really just, they really just like, we discovered this, but it's not, it's not real. Like, I don't even. Was it a mistake or was it like this is malicious? Like, I don't. That's why I don't get. It's like, I thought uh, I was watching a video, it was a sixty symbols video, and the scientist was saying like, when you first when you do an experiment and you get a result you don't expect. The first thing you should assume is you did something wrong as a scientist. Where did we go wrong? And you do it again and again. If it keeps going wrong, then you realize, okay, no, actually, some, there might actually be something here, something special here. And those other scientists just didn't do that, I guess. The most amazing thing is they, they released a chart that's showing, like, oh, look how super conductive it is. And it shows, like, at what temperature does it become, what, what temperature does it stop being a superconductor? And the temperature at which it stops being a superconductor, according to them, was, like, 127 degrees celsius which is like once again pretty high what the heck yeah like once again liquid nitrogen has been the standard beforehand that was considered high temperature now we're getting up to 120 degrees celsius that's crazy but the graph the graph first of all it should be a flat line but once it reaches superconductivity it should be because obviously once you reach zero zero resistivity there's nowhere to go below that right so it should be a flat line up until it stops being a superconductor at whatever temperature but that's not what happens it like so if you're going down the temperature scale, at like around 130, it's like a regular, it's super resistive, actually. It's not a conductor. It's not even that good of a conductor. And then once it hits like 120, whatever, it plummets down to near zero, but then it slowly keeps going down and down and down. Like it doesn't actually hit zero. It just kind of slopes down, which is not what you expect from a superconductor. It should hit zero and then stay there. Really? Because like, I don't know. I mean, I would be like, so you said zero is theoretical, right? It's not like really, it's not really positive. Yeah, like, exactly. Like theoretical yeah. zero. But that's the thing. On the scale that they posted, it looked like, it kind of looked like a flat line. But even then, it still looked like a slanted up line. But their graph was so terrible that, like, a run-of-the-mill copper wire would look like zero on that graph. Oh, wow. That's how bad the scale on that graph was. That, like, the most basic wire you can get from, like, any sh- shop would be almost near zero on that scale. And you can't even tell, like where, like, what that slope actually equals. I don't get how researchers do this, dude. They're not dumb. They, they must have done this on purpose somehow for some reason. You think there's just some kind of like malicious scheme somewhere that just like either fell apart or it's like it's like it's still in effect. It's like the the maybe if they're part of a university, university like if you don't publish like any papers this year, then you're out or whatever. And they're like, oh, we gotta mm. start, we gotta publish this crap, and then boom, like, but just you can't publish lies. Just, that doesn't make sense. Just put out like a basic paper, then like, you know, like don't try to don't put out a paper that's like we have revolutionized this one field of science. So it's so weird to me. Yeah, it's just. If the thing is like usually I consider myself to be like more cautious when it comes to like science news, right? Like that very task of didn't say anything new by my opinion to me personally. Like it was just like, hey, uh, news journalists will over exaggerate scientific discoveries all the time because that's what gets clicks and that's what gets them money. Right? We talked about that back when we did that topic of uh, anaphasia, anaphasia, and it was like. Uh, if you make them imagine a bright light, their eyes dilate, and that's like supposedly a way to determine whether someone has an aphantasia just based off 
like, you know, physical properties as opposed to just asking them and stuff. And then we looked into the paper and the paper like, it's not as conclusive as the news article makes it out to be. Yeah. It still shows promise, which is more than, you know, this one did. But it wasn't like like some kind of silver bullet. We've got it. We discovered it. And I felt like I was also, I was good enough to not get swept up by like the hype when it comes to like this. But this one got me genuinely excited because like, oh, it's a paper. Like the paper is legitimate. Like it's a paper and the paper, because like, it's one thing if like the news over exaggerates what the paper says, right? That's one thing. Like, okay, yeah, I, I expect that. The news will just take what's in a paper, exaggerate it by like 10 degrees and then put that out as truth. But here, the news was arg- arguably wasn't even exaggerating. The news was just relaying what the paper was saying. And so when I went to go look at the paper, the paper was like, oh yeah, it looks looks good. Like it acts. And I'm like, I can't even trust the scientists anymore. Yeah, so I guess in this case, it's less on the news or the yeah the news media being like, you're just clickbaiting or lying. But it's more just the paper is a lie. Which yeah. is kind of, which is it's probably, it's probably kind of rare. I don't know. I don't know. I don't actually know how rare. But these it days, probably is rare. But dude, like you, you can see like so many scientists are so mad at this paper. Because all this does is, all this does is discredit scientists, essentially. Yeah, well, like, everyone the, should be mad, yeah. <laughs> everyone should be mad, everyone. Just, like, no, I mean, for this paper, they're just lying. Like, they're just straight up lying. Like, if you just publish lies, like, that's, that doesn't make sense. It's okay if you, like, have some kind of methodology that you want to show out, but it didn't work out. That's fine. But, like, you can't just lie and say, like, we discovered something that we didn't, that doesn't really exist. But the other thing is, like, so there, there's, like, there's like subreddits and news articles. I'm not, I can't remember which subreddit is, maybe, like, Futurology or something. That always uh, says futurology. Uh, oh, maybe, maybe that's the one. Then there's I always say like, okay, here's a new thing they discovered. Or here's new things that are happening. And before it used to be like, oh wow, that's so cool. They discover cancer, like a cure for cancer, or like they have some kind of cool thing for Alzheimer's. And now I'm like, I see them so often. I'm like, are these even like real? Like, uh, if this, if it is, then why aren't we like, why, are, why haven't we been cured of like whatever disease or whatever it is? It's just I, I swear to God, like on futurology, every week there's a supposed new cure for cancer or something or some advancement. And, like, some of those might actually be real advancements. And, like, we might be, you know, step by step, right? A journey of a thousand miles starts with one step and all that jazz. And so, like, maybe they actually are advancements. But they always make it sound like, oh, we're, like, one step away from curing cancer. And, like, we're not. We're just not. And they make it seem like that every single week. Well, what happens is, like, after a while, you just see an article. Like, you just see someone commenting, like, oh, yeah, it didn't work out because of whatever reason or manufacturing or whatever. I'm like, like, what? How about you wait to post these articles before? I feel like there's an XKCD comic specifically about this kind of thing. Where it it's just like... Is. I mean, there's, there's an XKCD comic about almost everything. But it feels like specifically targeted towards this. Because like there was a thing... Like the comic setup is just... Next time you see an article about how a new drug has killed cancer in a Petri dish. Just remember, so does a gun. And it just shows a picture of a guy holding a gun against a Petri dish about to shoot it. Like, that would kill the cancer in the Petri dish. But, like, obviously, it's not effective for an actual medication for someone. Oh. Like, it's easy to kill cancer in a Petri dish. It's hard to kill it inside a human without harming the human in the process. It's just sad. I can't believe that was the payoff for the superconductor thing. I actually thought you were going to tell me something crazy. Like, that's it. I know. I, I, people don't know how much I've been, like, hyping this up for Hamza behind the scenes. Intentionally, just so I could watch it deflate live on mic. What was the paper that we talked about before that? I, I felt something similar. I think it was like the, you know, the read your mind paper, like, oh yeah, yeah, because it was like the, the word bank essentially was already based off the data that they were fed. Like it was kind of circular in a weird way. Yeah. I felt a little bit like, I mean, I'm not an expert in this field, but I just felt a little bit like, eh, you know, still, uh, I don't know. 
I don't even know what to say. I guess. Uh, I mean, is there anything left to be said other than this is disappointing? Thanks, Savage. So I got a topic for today, and I think we're gonna. I think the audience is gonna love it. <laughs> oh, that means it's, they're definitely gonna hate it. Go on. Oh, I didn't do it right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> because it's you like didn't a, do it right. What do you mean? Well, this event has this uh, this speaker, and the speaker always says like, "We think we think you're gonna love it." Like this is just a oh, very common thing. Okay. Uh, but okay, if you didn't get it, then it's a. Uh, yeah, the I, reference went over my head because I don't watch these things like fully. It's it's like the number one meme. Or there's two big things that the person says, and at these events, so if you know, you know. But at these events, the guy will say, "We think you're gonna love it," and the other thing is like, "This is the fastest blank ever." And it's like, that's it. Like that's literally all they say. Like pretty much, no matter what the device is. Why are you not just saying what the event is? Huh? No, no, Why no, are you fine. like being so vague? There's no secrecy here. But I'll give you two more seconds to guess. <laughs> okay, it is the Apple event. Yep. Which is something uh, I don't think we were planning to talk about originally, which is why we waited so long. Because we decided afterwards, like, you know what? That actually is something we want to talk about regarding it. So I guess we can do it. But now we got two Apple events to talk about. Yeah. But eh, there's one that was in September 12th and the other one is October 30th. So, you know, we're pretty pretty on schedule. And uh, the Apple event itself, I guess I'll do a brief overview and then we talk about what I really want to talk about. What we really want to talk about. So the Apple event itself introduced the iPhone. Oh, well, first introduced the Apple Watch Series 9. The ultra We're on the ninth Apple Watch now? Yeah, yeah. Damn, I don't know why that surprised me so much. Okay. I guess yeah, twenty like twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, that's when that Apple Watch came out. Yeah, okay. And we have the Apple Watch Ultra two, the iPhone fifteen, the iPhone fifteen Pro, uh, and of course, you know, the Pro Max and all that other jazz. Mm-hmm. The other sixteen variations of the same thing, yeah. Mainly they were introduced. Am I missing something? That's it, right? No new AirPods? That's a trick question. There isn't. There's no oh, AirPods. Oh, okay. Whew. Okay. Well, main thing is uh, there's the iPhone 15 Pro Maxes or something are titanium. So, you know, if you care about that, then there you go. I just, I just, I mean. I guess that makes them lighter. Or the they feel lighter at least. I, yeah. But the only, the only issue I have with these events is, the, especially for Apple events, the phone is so good already there's really no way to top it i mean you can say we added a better processor we can say you can say all this stuff but this for me it's like i mean it's not you're not getting a huge gain from the previous year's model anymore it's already so fast like you can't really squeeze that you know like sponge enough it's already dry and it's like i don't know i just whenever i see these updates i'm like okay camera's a little better like all right like yeah i do good to me where it feels like Smartphone development, at least on the like the more common side of it, so like mainline, uh, mainline Apple, Google, Samsung, it's all very stagnated. Well, not Samsung, I think, but yeah, the other ones for sure. Like Samsung still has like you know their foldables and their flippables. That's true. I know, I know, you, I know you mean like flagship phones, but yeah, at least at least I'm still a little bit hyped for Samsung. Like not like, and even Google, they had the fold phone too, so they're they're all doing something. Apple's the only one that's like, here's another phone. We're just going to put 15 there instead of 14. Got them. And uh, the features that the phone offers, maybe maybe because I don't use the camera that often. It just, you know. It does feel like they spend a lot of time talking about the camera. And it's one of those things I've personally just never cared about. 
Yeah, I don't know. And even th- so, the Apple. Okay, so that was the Apple event on the twelfth, which we're gonna talk a little bit more about. The Apple event on the thirtieth, October thirtieth. That mm-hmm. one claimed that it was shot on iPhone fifteen. I'm not sure if it yeah. was like Pro or what. That's like a very common marketing campaign for the iPhones. Whenever a new one comes out, is they'll often show a clip or something that was supposedly shot on iPhone. Yeah, and I thought that was really impressive. Like I, I don't, I, I know some people were saying like. Oh yeah, it's the best lighting in the world. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, dude, who cares? Like that—that's all fluff. The camera they use is still uh, an iPhone 15. What do you mean? They still use an iPhone 15 camera. They didn't use a fancy industry grade camera. I think most people camera. who are in the world of like photography and recording video and such would argue that the camera, while very very important, there's other aspects of what make it break a shot. Well, I, I don't think anyone's debating that. But I'm, what I'm saying is like, okay, if someone tells you they use an iPhone 15 to film a movie, like a Marvel movie, right? Like, uh-huh. I don't know, like, we'll just say like the Marvels is coming out soon. Or is it okay. And does it matter? Nobody cares. No, no, no. <laughs> no. What I was, oh, you mean like, but I'm saying like, it, to me, it will feel different. Like, oh, whoa, it's shot by an iPhone. Like, iPhones are strong enough to show this like movie, like literally a Disney movie. That's kind of surprising to me. And it's kind of impressive to me. It's weird you call it a Disney movie, but I, guess I can't argue with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do agree with you. Like, yeah, that's impressive. But I think my, I think what most people's issue is, and what I find kind of like, eh, about it, is like, the marketing campaign is very much trying to make it sound like, hey, you can shoot a video like this. Like, if you had an iPhone, you could shoot a video like this. And that's just not true. No, that's but maybe not true at all. it's not true for the average layman, fine. Because we can't afford all that other jazz. But the yeah. but still, still to me, even as a Loma average Joe, I'd be like, wow, that's that's impressive. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely don't want to say like it's not impressive. I just feel like the marketing campaign just feels a bit manipulative or disingenuous. How? Literally, they shot it with an iPhone, and they say they shot it with an iPhone, and he's like, this is very disingenuous. Can you believe it? Screw it if you do. Screw it if you don't. I guess anyway. yeah. At what point is it like our fault for assuming too much? This is you. This is your fault. This is your fault. Okay. Anyways. But the the uh, the event on the thirtieth has they introduced the M three and like the MacBook three, the MacBook three Pro, and the MacBook three Max, or are these just ship names? These are probably just ship names. And then they introduced they put them in the MacBook Pro. I think that's what it is. So just M three, M three Pro, M three whatever. Put them in the you MacBook work on Pro. You a Mac, right? You use a MacBook, don't you? Uh, I mean, yeah, every once in a while. Every I have my old twenty fifteen. Amazing. Oh, okay. You still the same one from when we... Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Great. Great. That's such a great MacBook, dude. I don't... There's no need in... I mean... I mean dude, you aren't doing your AI... You aren't programming oh. AIs on a Mac? You're I can't... Using your... You know, I'm getting to the point where I almost can't program AI models on my own desktop machine. It's just too expensive these days. You have like an RTX, don't you? I have a, I have an RTX 2070 Super. I know it's not like top of the line, but it's still a pretty... Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's decent. But the thing is, like, it's that's that's yeah, that's definitely not like negligible. It's, I mean, most people don't have a graphics card at all. It's still not enough. Uh, I was looking like some of the projects that I was looking at. They use like eight V100 GPUs. One V100 yeah, GPU yeah. costs like six thousand dollars, like upwards of yeah. that. And you need a data center basically to run it. I'm like, relax. I can't afford that. What was that stat you told me once? Where like I think it was like your professor was talking about how. A lot of AI advancements aren't actually coming out of academia anymore. They're coming out of like companies like Google and stuff. Oh right. Well, and, yeah, Google. I mean, like they're called like, industry research, so it's still like you know, still research, yeah, but not like industry academia. research. But it's not like this. Universities are funding it. Yeah, they're being funded by companies. And 
I remember you gave like a crazy statistic about like why why that is is because it, like X costs so yeah, much. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. But I know what you're talking about. There, he was talking it about was, like the. It was the cost of electricity or something. It was already like in the yeah. millions or something. Just the and GPU like, farm or whatever is like in just yeah. anything. Just the cost of the electricity for to running that is like more than the, than what the entire school's offered or something. It's some crazy number like that. Yeah, it's like the cost of electricity alone is too much. Let alone the hardware, maintenance, all that stuff. Which is insane, but I mean, it's to be expected, right? Unless the government is heavily funding it, which is, it's, it's, there are certain, certainly different institutions that government is heavily funding, but otherwise, uh, yeah. So anyways, the October 30th event, I didn't really care much about, I don't, I don't feel like I need to upgrade my MacBook Pro, although it seems like it's a decent upgrade, I don't know, I don't really care. I mean, I mean, I don't really care about the M3 names, you know, like, new processor, new amazing, well, I mean, eh. And the iMac too, but I don't I don't recall anyone using iMacs. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever used iMac? Like you know, like the they're like desktop version. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're referring to. No, I haven't personally used them. Yeah, I just feel like maybe the I live in a non the middle ground that don't need that doesn't need to exist. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. The MacBook Pro. I mean, like, okay, are you gonna refresh your MacBook Pro? If you really like Macs, what some people like can't live without Macs. If you really like Macs and you really want to get that next MacBook Pro. Sure, I mean, there's a new color. That's like I think, I, thought, I think that was a joke that I saw a lot. They're like, guys, they reveal the new MacBook Pro, and then Apple reveals this new color. And then the first guy's reaction is, do we already have that color before? Can't even tell the difference between the colors, dude. That's just embarrassing. Like, I feel like Apple. the colors have gotten more and more muted over time. Yeah, like I'm like I thought. I thought the like the, the lineup for the iPhone, the new iPhone, iPhone 15. I'm like, these colors all look like different shades of the same color yeah all very like, mm. do these count as like different colors at this point or is it just like we got one color and you can get different versions of that one color i know it's hard to get colors on phones and whatnot and blah blah blah, because you know different reliability stuff but it's like <sighs> this is disappointing and also i feel like they hide colors because like that's what they did for the iphone 14 right they, or 13 they like hid the green jungle whatever variant and then they released it in like you know December or something like halfway through the year. They're like, oh, by the way, a new jungle version coming out. New new skin dropped. Of course, you want to buy it, Weird. right? It's like, if I if I if I was so hyped to buy an iPhone, I would have already bought it. Now you're revealing it again with a new color. Am I gonna be like, I really want that color? Let me just. Re- I mean, I don't know what, what am I thinking here. You know, what's the thinking here? What's the, what's the thought process? Can people just really afford switching phones like that just because they want a different color? I mean, yes, but like that's not the average person for sure. Dang. And also, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe just the logistics of getting the different colors is so difficult. That oh, I know it is. Yeah, it's not that, so easy. That's the reason why that had to be delayed to like December, the green one. No and way. They decided we're never gonna do this again. Screw it. This is too much work. There's no way that's the reason. I was always thinking malicious, manipulative, evil Apple reasons mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. we just want people to, to buy another phone. I don't care. Like that's kind of like that deal, you know. Maybe maybe it was delayed. No, 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 I I can't even. I'm not even gonna give him that that second thought. For sure, this was like carefully, meticulously planned. Not somehow intentional. It is carefully and okay. Anyways, okay. So that was the Apple event. But I want to ask you, Muldi. The Apple events have passed. Are you looking to buy any of these products at all? The no. watches, the phones, the Mac. So. Okay. Straight up. Oh, okay, we talked about a lot of this before, but let's do a quick recap. Watches, I don't really personally care for smart watches. I don't know why it just never clicked with me. I got my regular old analog watch, and even that one, like, it's just an analog watch, you know? It's like, oh, nice. not anything, I respect anything it. fancy. I respect it. I don't, but I respect it. Uh, MacBooks, I don't work on MacBooks. I use Windows. I talked about how in the past I actually wanted to switch over to MacBooks because uh, for work reasons, I started using a MacBook. 
and I found it easier to program with to set up all like the computer science mumbo jumbo. It's fair. But even that, I'm beginning to question now recently. Stop. Because you, like, what do you the mean thing. the terminal? Ever since, ever since they switched over from the Intel processors to the M1s, it's been a nightmare to set up things for certain people on our team. Should have been better. It should have been, but like certain packages don't work anymore, or the setup doesn't work anymore. Like what used to be so streamlined, and why I liked, why I even considered going to Mac as like an alternative for programming to work, to work for programming stuff, no longer applies. Because like we have like three different setups, like three different documentations for like if you have this, if you have an Intel processor, here's the setup. If you have an M1 processor, here's the setup. If you have an M2 processor, here's the setup. And it's like it's a nightmare to manage all that. And if I would get one, I'd have to figure out okay. I, I need to do X, but I have to make sure I find the instructions to do X using my specific processor. Like it's just so frustrating. Okay, that's a feature. I mean, that's the thing that I didn't re- I didn't really realize. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's gonna be some growing pains when they switch over from Intel to M. To M. But I'm sure after when the dust settles, you'll be you'll be better off. Probably. I think it's the same. It's same with the same across the M's. It, that I could have accepted. Like okay, we have one for Intel, one for M. But like, do we have one for M1 and one for M2? That's because it's rapid development, you know? They haven't they haven't actually... It's not like the iPhone 15 is the same as iPhone 14, right? This is like the iPhone 10, iPhone, you know? Like just, we're getting new, you know? I don't know. I'm making stuff up. But yeah. I can believe that, like, because it's so early on, a lot of things are changing between the chips. And then as time goes on, they just get... Like, kind of like the iPhone... And the thing that we were complaining about with the iPhone, where originally there was a lot of quick development. The, yeah. The iPhone 1 versus iPhone 2, or, or I, I think iPhone and iPhone 3G. You know, the first and second iPhones, there's a huge difference between them. And the third, the second and third, huge difference. And then slowly, they, they kind of like lock in, like they start changing less and less. And I can believe that what happens to the processors too, where the first one was very different from the second. The second is not as different from the, the third, but still semi-different. And then as time goes on, the actual architecture is very similar. And they're more streamlining different pieces as opposed to new things altogether. So in the future, do you, do you ever ever plan on getting a, Mac, a personal macbook pro i still don't know the the reason oh. i hesitate the reason no, i hesitate because no, no. like the main motivation was like the c- computer science and programming i just found to be way easier on macbooks and like assuming we ignore the whole intel m1 m2 chip scenario I described earlier i mostly work with ai stuff and like you said like you want to use your desktop so you can have like you can put you can swap out graphics cards so you can get better performance whenever you need it yeah which is not something you can do with Microsoft or not Microsoft with Apple stuff. I mean, there are ways to do it, and there are ways to. They're nightmares. Yeah, I mean, it's not as simple, I think, as Windows. But even then, like, if you're gonna do some serious machine learning, you can't really do it on your own personal machines, anyways. Like, as, yeah, a, as like, a normal person, you have to just start doing like through the warehouse servers or something. Yeah, right? it's gonna have. It is impossible to do with your own servers. But if you want to do a little bit of strength power, you're gonna need big boy GPUs, and that yeah, it will be definitely more of a pain than. Having, you know, I think you know, I'm stuck in that transitionary period still where like I haven't fully committed to like, okay, I'm just going to use someone else's computer, you know, Google's, Amazon's, whoever's. So I want to still work on my own hardware. But let's say, okay, but let's, but let's put that aside for a second. But let's just say for other stuff, like other uses. So you buy a Macro Pro maybe for like, I don't know, editing videos or maybe for watching editing this podcast, editing a podcast. Yeah. Or maybe for like, you know, doing other homework, like homework assignments or things that aren't so computationally expensive. Like, you know, but just the feeling of having using a Mac and like enjoying the Mac atmosphere. A few years ago, I would have said no. I've definitely come over now. I feel like, Whoa, yeah, for like, like regular day to day use, I think I would. That's crazy. Man, but... I just feel like Windows has started getting more and more uncomfortable to use for some reason. I don't know. I couldn't put a finger on it, but like 
I just what? I don't know. This, this isn't working for me anymore. I feel like I think I have to. I'd have to still use someone else's Mac for a while before I could say for sure. Just because I'm what I'm afraid of is that because one of the reasons why I like Windows and Androids and stuff is the customization. Right. Like right. you can really make it your own, and Apple tends to be way more locked locked up with what you can and can't modify. And so if I ever hit something where I can't modify something I want to modify, I'm gonna get annoyed. But what have you modified on your Windows machine? That's the right thing. Now. I haven't done that anymore in a long time. I feel I feel like. Like, yeah, people. I mean, I used to do like you know backgrounds. I don't care anymore. You know. That's the thing. When I was younger, I used to tweak those things way more. I don't know what happened. You know, maybe I lost my imagination. But <laughs> damn. <laughs> but like as I've gotten older, I'm just like I don't want to touch these things. I just want to do the thing I want to do, like what I work on, and that's it. And the MacBook, from what I can understand, will do that for me. So I'm very very surprised by that answer. But that's 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 nice. Nice to nice to hear. Like for me too. Like I, I was thinking, like MacBooks for sure are very. They're just very sleek. You know, they feel like they just work. Like I for me, like they just feel like okay, I turn it on works i don't have to worry about too many things they're very slim portable devices maybe because i have terrible experience with windows laptops because uh you know i just haven't used like some the top of the line or whatever cool models they just feel very slow to me and i haven't used like the best ones here and there i think that's also a factor here because like this entire conversation i didn't realize i haven't made the distinction between desktop and laptop i'm thinking purely laptop yeah everything i said yeah yeah. desktop i don't see a reason to go to mac versus windows i think I, i mean it depends uh I used I used like the. Some would I, argue you shouldn't be in two different ecosystems at once if you're going to do something actually work intensive. That you should have the same for both, so you can easily transfer things between one and the other. Some people say you should have multiple because you want to see how it how it hacks with every device. But anyways, uh, I mean, yeah, it's for it's for it's every use case. But the thing is, like having that sleekness and having that reliability, of it just works. After you don't have to worry about much things. It's just so nice. Such a benefit. Plus, you know, you get tired of seeing the same old, same old, I guess, also. I don't know. It is just way more expensive. So that's that's kind of like a huge factor, too. You know, it's like, do I really want to yeah. spend? Uh... Like, for example, I was looking at the Apple store and uh, for their for their app. Was it like the MacBook Air lineup or something? I don't exactly remember. But they had like this really nice black colored laptop. Like, you know, that's just the color. I was like, wow, it's pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. Like, it looks future. Mm-hmm. But I ain't willing to spend like $1,500. I don't know what the fuck looking future. You 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 read this up so often. You're like, oh, do you see this? I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Looks future though. <laughs> Come on, man. We need we need to get past our stage right now. And go straight to cyberpunk. I don't know why we're waiting for, you know, for so long. Here. I like how every cyberpunk piece of media is all about how awful it is to be cyberpunk, and that just goes completely over your head. I love that. I love the aesthetic, dude. It's insanely good. Okay, anyways, anyways. The aesthetic is nice. Okay. Long spiel short. The main thing that we want to talk about is in the Apple event on September twelfth. They heavily stressed environment. They did. It was like it was like I almost felt like the fe- the the show was less about because there's not that many huge features in the iPhones and whatever. It was mainly about the environment. In fact, every, almost every single time they had any device, when they showed the Apple Watches, when they showed iPhones or most devices, they would always end it with, "By the way, guys, we're going carbon neutral by twenty whatever, and we're doing this and we're doing that, and this is a zero carbon product, and we're amazing, and we love us." And it was it was it got to the point where they had this skit. Wait, I just checked. It's like within like 15 minutes of the of the actual event, which is pretty early on. They just do this get out called Mother Nature. And they invited Mother Nature or I don't know. Mother Nature came as a, like to audit Apple. Yeah. It did like, it was like an audit kind of deal. And she's asking like questions like, you know, how how is your how is your this going? How's your water use? How's your this use? How's your electricity? Da, 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 da. Is it clean? Da, da, da. And then the whole time, Tim, like not just not just not just Tim Cook, but like all the other 
uh, people working with, oh, we're doing this and we're doing that and we're doing this. And then at the end, Mother Nature's like, this is okay or whatever. And then she just leaves. And I'm like, yeah, they portray Mother Nature as like, like you said, like, like she's auditing. So she's portrayed as like a very negative person. Yeah. And it's like everyone's super nervous when she shows up. Everyone's like getting ready and making sure everything looks nice. And she comes and she's like constantly like, she'll cut the, the way the skit is done is like, they'll start to say something and then she'll cut them off with a very cynical tone of like, oh, but really what you're saying is this. Yeah. And then, then they reply, no, actually, we do actually mean what we're saying. That's like the entire skit is like, we did X, Mother Nature. But do, when you say X, do you actually mean Y? And then they go, no, we mean X. That's the entire skit right there. I it's, it's, the entire thing. It's very common for like, for example, like if Apple says, uh, we threw, we, we recycle all of our paper cups and then like their, criti- their critics will say, yeah, they say they recycle paper cups, but they're really using like plastic cups now. So something, something stupid like that, right? But then Apple will be like, no, 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 we're actually recycled the paper cups and we're donating $50 billion to Africa. Like, I don't know, just something like that, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're the good guys, trust me. But yeah, who, do you know who Mother Nature is? Do you know in, in this, I, I recognize her, I don't remember her name. She's a famous uh, actor. Yeah, super famous. Like, I rec- I recognize their face immediately. I just, I'm terrible with names. You gonna put it up? I want to find out, but like, he went. Okay, yeah. It really much was like Mother Nature's role in this skit was to be the critic, to be the cynical person on the internet who says the thing that undercuts what they're saying, only to then be corrected by Apple themselves, which was the weird role to put Mother Nature in, I feel like. But I could also, it, it kind of worked because like, I could imagine like if Mother Nature was like this real powerful entity personified that she wouldn't tolerate the nonsense of people saying, oh, we're doing it for the environment. And she knows d- deep down that, that that's not true, that they're not doing it for the environment, and that, that they're not actually helping. It was Octavia Spencer. Okay, there we go. I don't recognize the name, honestly. I'm surprised at that. I recognize the face so well, but I don't recognize the name. Yeah. But I was thinking it's a little, like, if you're Mother Nature, right? You're Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. Like, you should already know what's happening in the environment. You should already know. Maybe you don't know what Apple is doing specifically. Okay, if we're, we're going to get pedantic but... like that, if we're going to get into the neat details like that, sure. I mean, one could argue Mother Nature wouldn't care. That's the other argument. Like, Mother Nature nah, wouldn't nah, care nah, about nah, the nah, things nah, that are nah. happening because the same way, like, you know, a meteorite what? came and destroyed all life on Earth, basically, for a bit there. No, dude, like, Mother, Nature Mother Nature cares care. about nature. If I killed nature, she's going to be upset. Isn't that how that works? But why would Mother Nature care? Because you're killing her. Like like she has like she, forests are part of her. You're cutting down the forest. You're killing like, her. Why would she what is upset? nature then? Like what is your definition of nature? To me, oh, it seems definition. like your definition of nature is like what it was before humans were involved. No, no, no. I, I mean, I would what I would consider nature, in the sense of Mother Nature, is like plants and trees and that kind of stuff. You so know, not, not, what about animals? Yeah, animals can be counted for sure, but not humans. No, 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 no. Of course not. Of course, so like, humans aren't a part of nature somehow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're not. I, I know, I know. Technically, yes, but they're not, right? Like, not in this discussion. Like, re- in reality, if you cut down an animal, if you like waste food, that should annoy Mother Nature somehow. Like, that's what I'm saying. Okay, that's what I always thought about it. As. Not, I, not, I not get a whole, that. Like, I get know? like that. That's definitely how they portray Mother Nature in like stories and stuff. Yeah. But I just feel like Mother Nature itself wouldn't care. Like, if we raise the CO two levels, and I'm not saying that's a good thing, by the way. I'm t- against that. <laughs> I'm making that perfectly clear. But if we were to raise the CO two levels. And like cause cause climate change, that like, and that ends up killing off all the humans. I just don't think Mother Nature would care. Mother Nature would just consider that part of nature, that the natural process was humans came and destroyed themselves. No, and that's, that's not that's not that mother, is the that, nature. That's not Mother Nature, dude. That's just nature. We're talking Mother Nature. You forgot about that mother part. You know, the motherly part, the benevolent, all caring, kind part of that statement. Sure. 
and and yeah, you're like you're right. In reality, we only care about humans. Like let's be yeah, real. it's not we don't really care about plants. You know, let's be real. We care about humans. If humans get affected by us kidding, cutting down plants, then we're upset. We're not. Otherwise, we just kill all the plants and be happy with our day. You know, let's be real. That's just how humans are, right? So in this case, um, the event happens, but the whole time I was I was watching this live actually. No, yeah, I was watching this live, and I, and I was like, why? It just felt so weird to me. Like I felt very uncomfortable. I was like, it like I know the sketch. It was meant to be funny and whatnot. First things first. The first thing you get from this is Tim Cook is a terrible actor. That's the number one thing I found out. Like, I was like, dude, what the heck? At the end, he's not talking, right? Throughout the most thing, he's just watching. He's like, oh, oh, like he's nervous and stuff. And, and what's going on? At the end of the whole thing, when Mother Nature's about to leave, he gets up. And then he says, Apple's doing the best we can. And it's, it's the most, like, imagine Mother Nature wasn't even there. And he's talking to some random thing in, like, random space. It just feels so weird. It does feel a bit, like... I know, like, it, it, it sounds like all of it's scripted, but it feels very scripted when he speaks, oh, specifically. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I don't know. Like, I, I, I probably should have refreshed my mind and rewatched it right before we recorded. But some of those other people, they were, were they actual Apple employees or were they just actors and actresses? Yeah, I have no idea. Because, like, at one point, one of the, I took two things away from this video, by the way. This, this, I watched it two things away. One, the first thing I noticed was, hey, is that Keith Leake Jr.? Who's just like a, a Smosh cast member? That's what nothing gonna go. And that also made me register like, oh, then some of these people are actually just actors and actresses. They aren't actual people making the decisions. They're just like people they hired to read a script properly. What was his role in in in, in the? To, to be fair, in the in that he did, he has a non speaking role. He's just there yeah. as like one of the people at the table. But still, like the only thing that stuck out to me like, oh, yeah, this these aren't actual Apple employees necessarily. Yeah, they're like actors. But they could, they maybe the are. But some, I believe some of the, obviously Tim Cook yeah. is there. Some of the other people who had like major speaking roles were also, they, they, they would specify that they're so-and-so. Yeah. They kind of throw that in there as a way to like show the audience that this is the actual head of whatever. And uh, once again, they, maybe those had the most stiff performances, I feel like. I want to say really quickly, before we get to the iconic line that they mentioned. Oh, uh, that's the second thing I took away, yeah. yeah. When, I, when I visited an, an Apple canteen, you know, like when they get food and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 the environment in Apple Canteen is kind of is kind of crazy. Like I always thought, I, I already thought it's future, which is which is I'm good. Apple's kind of like you know they're kind of like that. Uh, but it's not the future you like, right? Yeah, it's not amazing, but it's, I still I still like it a lot. Like it's not like the cyberpunk. Okay. It's not cyberpunk theme. Like it's not dystopian. Which I mean, that's I, the thing. So, I mean, you don't want it to be dystopian, yeah. but I know what you mean. Like cyberpunk is very gritty. I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah, gritty. That's Whereas I, mean. I feel like most companies and PR people when they start to portray themselves as futuristic, everything's like medical clinical white white everything just yeah. like glows white that's what i think of exactly white and my, uh, but when i went there it, 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 it reminded me of that despicable not despicable me cloudy with a chance of meatball scene i don't know if it's the first movie or the second movie i can't remember it's like the second movie oh second movie where where he's going inside this huge like company with a bunch of smart people there right it just mm-hmm. feels future because it's the way the layout is the, yeah. i felt the exact same going into this canteen the apple, like, it's the food place. Not even, like, the way the actual, the actual work is done, just where they go to have lunch. Yes. And I, and I walk in there, and I'm like, okay, so everything's very slick. You know, there's not very loose stuff. But the main thing is the utensils made out of wood, the plates, you know, made out of some kind of, you know, material, like, compostable material, probably. The food itself, well, food is food. And the the cups, like, the, the plastic cups. I was like, okay, everything's fine. I was like, but why are they plastic cups, then? That's kind of weird. Like plastic cups, plastic this, plastic that. So like, plastic everywhere. Like plastic containers to take food later. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. Then you look closer at the plastic cup and it says compostable. Okay. All right. My bad. This is plastic, but it's compostable plastic. 
everything seems I like hundred percent. I think that means there. like it's not actually plastic then. Like yeah, it's not plastic. Chemically not, speaking, it, it just looks like it. I mean, probably. And yeah, the material is probably. But it just felt. It felt just like it. It looked just like it. I would never be able to tell the difference until I looked close enough on. Why the thing. can't we use that to make straws? Why? Probably because it's more expensive. I bet Apple like has to spend extra money to make all this stuff like eco friendly. Mm-hmm. And they do it, which is fine. But it seems like a hundred percent of that material is like either recyclable or compostable. Well, there's no loss, yeah, like in that sense. In theory. Yeah, for sure. Because like you never know what happens once it leaves the facility. You know, when it gets when you put it in the recycling bin, what happens to it after at the recycling facility? That's fair. But I'm saying like Apple is doing their job. Like they're like that's what they're doing like. their part. And not everyone can afford to do that, right? So like yeah, that's that's true. Much. Okay. Anyways, but what did they say, Moldy, that we like to make okay. fun? Yeah, this was the the one, like I said, there's two things I took away. One, is that Keith Lick Jr.? And two, was this one line. Actually, you know I want to get the exact line. I want to say yeah, it word fine. for word. One of them says, like they're going back and forth like, oh, we did this. And then Mother Nature asks the rebuttal question and the answer. And they go, like, there's a very semi-rapid back and forth. And then eventually Mother Nature just asks, why? Why did you do that? And the response, like, Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read it as it is. Our aim is to permanently remove carbon from the atmosphere. Someone explain to me what the hell that's supposed to mean, okay? Because like I understand like yes, CO uh, an excess of CO two is a problem. Yes, yeah, yeah. You can't remove all the carbon from the atmosphere. What is it? That would kill everything. <laughs> you know, we were thinking that Apple was nice by carbon neutrality and all that stuff, but really they wanted to kill everyone. That's what they yeah, want. Yeah, they want to destroy the world. That's what they want to do, actually. <laughs> like, it's it such makes a weird no line. Sense. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things, you know, it's like a buzzword now. Like, a carbon bad. Carbon bad. Kill all carbon. Yeah. We're good. Like, uh, you, can't, you can't simplify these things. Like, it just, it just wrote me the wrong way so bad. And like, okay, so you don't actually know what the problem is. Like, whoever wrote this doesn't know what the actual problem is. They don't understand what the situation they is. They do. Like, they do. Trust me, the guy behind the department said... Uh, they said it, and the marketing team or whatever was like, yeah, but you know what? That doesn't sound like it makes sense. We don't have enough space to write that all down. Let's just simplify it. Apple's not dumb. They they know what they're saying. Every single line of this has been scrutinized. No way it has not. And they're not just doing this for no reason. They they literally decided, 100% in my mind, we're going to put this in there, even though it doesn't make any sense. Because that's what people will see mainly. Like, car, a carbon bad. We're killing carbon. They'll hear, it'll sound good to them, yes. even if it's not really what's actually happening. Yes. Ugh. Okay. I know, but the people that actually understand, they'll be like, what? You know that? It was really that, that Elon Musk tweet where it's like he was tweeting stuff and people, then he started tweeting about computer science and the, and the guy was like, you know, you started, you, you tweeted about stuff that I didn't understand. And I thought, I thought it was really amazing. Then you tweeted about stuff that I did understand. And I realized it didn't make any sense. It's something like that, right? Yeah. That's a very common experience where like, you'll see someone, you hear someone talk about something and sound very informed and you'll trust them. And the second they start talking about something you actually personally understand, you realize they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. But I also recently saw a Honda ad, like Honda, the car company, and mm-hmm. their ad said, "We carbon neutrality." I guess they saw Apple event and they're like, "We want to let's push carbon neutrality." It's not so I easy. I mean, this is an Apple specific thing. I feel like this has been I, a thing I, for a while now. I know, but let's be real, dude. I don't feel like Apple. I don't feel like any company has stressed it as much as Apple has. Maybe, maybe yeah, I'm not Ap- focusing on other Apple's companies. Apple's going now. hard. Apple's definitely going hard on this. And the Honda ad literally said, "By 2050, they want to uh, have zero it's called triple action to zero carbon. And there's like three things you can do. Like one of the things is like, okay, everything's fine, right? Reduce carbon by this, use renewable stuff like this. Everything's fine. There's one part of this I really dislike, which is just paying money. Like you can literally just give a money amount that will compensate for the number of, the money amount of carbon that you're using. Like, 
Is that real? Oh. Can you just pay a fine? Just okay. I'm using oh, wait, carbon. Hold... Here's twenty bucks. Oh wow. Okay. So it's like yeah, we we're we're zero carbon because we we actually expelled or you know put into the environment this much carbon, but we financially compensated an organization yeah. to, to make up for the difference. Yeah. Uh, that is kind of nonsense. I don't know. Maybe I'm not looking at it properly, but it's just when I when I first saw, it, I was like, you can just do that. I can just pay money and be like, yeah. I'm, you can I'm, just pay your way out of it, basically. Yeah, like I'm helping the environment. Like, uh, uh, okay. no, nah, it's pretty nonsense. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, I like the idea in general, though. Carbon neutrality is a nice of idea. Of course, of course. Like, yeah. I, I, once again, to make it perfectly clear, we agree with the sentiment, like what they're trying to do. But the, when, you, when you look into the details, you realize like it's all just smoke and mirrors. It really well, just uh, feels like it's. I want to. I want. I want to go that far. Like I would say, like their phrasing is bad, and maybe like a little bit here and there. But otherwise, they're still doing what they're saying, and they said they're ahead of schedule, which is pretty impressive. Okay, I guess the second key is the third takeaway from that video, which I liked. This is actually a positive, like actually meaningful one for what they're aiming for. Which is one of the points they bring up is a really good point, where mother, you know, they say, "Oh, we're gonna be done. We're going to be carbon neutral by so and so," and before she, uh, they can even get the date out, Mother Nature cuts them off and goes, "Like, let me guess." Like 50 years in the future where someone else is responsible, someone else is in charge and they're stuck holding the bag. And, the, and they go, no, by, I forget the exact year now, unfortunately, but the I, exact I year is like very recent. 2030 or something, or even earlier. So, yeah, something something so recent that like realistically Tim Cook will still be in charge of Apple by then and oh, therefore yeah. will be held accountable. Yeah. Six years is still a long time, just saying. But it was interesting to see them point that out. Like, yeah, like when you said 2050 for Honda, I'm like, there's no guarantee for that. Come on. Like, yeah. management's going to change over 60 times by that time. Yeah, that's, I don't even think about that. Also, it's just, the goal is to half the the CO2 emissions by 2050 compared to 2000. That's also kind of shifty. It's like, this is happening. Maybe this is happening because we're going more electric naturally. or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like, that's naturally the way the company's going. But they're like, hey, you know what? We can phrase it in a way. I, I don't know why, but I just love being <laughs> overly malicious for no reason to companies. I mean. <laughs> Always look at the negative. What is it? Like, give them the benefit of the doubt, but in this case... Give them all the doubt, Don't. like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, one could argue that's actually a healthy way to do it. Very healthy, yes. Very healthy. Well, maybe not healthy. More, uh, realistic, perhaps. Yeah, realistic, maybe. I don't know. Pessimistic, probably. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Mental health destroyed. It's fine. I want to pledge the timestamp podcast is going to go carbon neutral by by yeah, by yes by tomorrow. I mean, do by we? By tomorrow, even, yeah. I would. I mean, I, I'm wondering I how. Mean, uh, yeah, because like I was gonna say, like we, you and I as human beings are not carbon neutral. We have a carbon footprint, right? Uh, no, but, the but podcast, obviously, like the podcast, realistically, the it's negligible. Right, no, but what about reasons. the podcast? Yeah, that's the thing. Is like we as humans aren't, but the podcast itself could be. Although probably not, because it's powered by electricity. And where does electricity come from? But are we held accountable for the electricity? Yeah, how does that work? Like, who's accountable? Is, that the, is it us or like, the yeah, host? Is it? Is it the electric company that's responsible for the emissions caused by the production of electricity? And therefore, me as a consumer am not responsible? Question? No, nah, actually, I feel like consumers should be a little bit responsible for that. Like, Because I, I could take a lot of electricity. And it's like, at mm, some point, I don't know. But also, but, for, the, but, for the podcast itself, okay. like the distribution and the recording, the editing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the servers that publish it and stuff and keep it online available at all times. But also, we use Discord to communicate. So, do we pay for Discord server? I don't know. I, mean, I'm going to, I don't know. I don't get it. Anymore. It does get really fuzzy really fast. Like, where do you draw the line of whose responsibility is it? And, like, what if, like, that number you said, like, oh, we're going to be 50% by 2050 or whatever Honda said, is really them just changing the responsibility of this isn't our responsibility anymore. Actually, it's their yeah. responsibility. Huh. 
It's tougher than it's not our fault that the parts come from a company that uses a lot of emissions. We need the parts, and they're the only provider. Therefore, yeah, that's kind of shifty because I, I know people say that a lot, like "Oh, China has like a lot of trash," or, or I don't know, some insert country has tons of trash, or they introduce a lot of carbon into the atmosphere. And then people always people always say, "Well, yeah, but that's because you push all the manufacturing to those countries, and they have to because that's their that's kind of their business." And then of course they're gonna have emissions. Those are really your emissions because you're the ones yeah buying like. It. If you had to manufacture in your own country, those emissions would be your country's emissions yeah. instead. So this is a there's a little bit more at play here. I'm sure the smart people at uh, Apple and uh, Honda are looking into this rigorously. They're looking very closely at what what numbers can we fudge? Yeah, yeah. That's the end of 157. I feel like it feels like a very specific times. It feels like a time sick episode when it ends on a super bummer note. I don't That's know why. not a bummer, okay? It's, is it not? It is. Us talking about how companies are realistically just fudging the numbers and that the world actually is still falling apart. Listen, and nothing's really being That's done. That's not what we said. You're just making. You're saying it right now for no reason. We literally said <laughs> we're, we're, we're happy that they're doing this, but it's just a little shifty, okay? That's all. All right, all right. Be good. Save the environment. All that jazz. Humble signing out. If all humans disappeared, the carbon footprint would be zero. <laughs>